Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and I want to help you live with more clarity, confidence, and purpose so you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's going on, my awesome friend? Welcome back to the podcast. I am Matthew Bivens, your balanced lifestyle coach, and this podcast is the place to learn how to have it all and live your abundant, loving life. If you are tired of feeling stuck and you're looking for a path towards more clarity, confidence, and purpose, then my friend, you are in the right place. I drop brand new episodes of the podcast on the first Tuesday of each month. And if you're new to the show, then welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Super, super appreciate it. And I encourage you to go check out the back catalog because I have been publishing this show since 2016 and I have covered so many topics over those years. And there is most likely an episode in there that addresses whatever it is that you're struggling with right now. So go to my website, matthewbivens.com. You can search through the entire podcast catalog and find what you're looking for. Lastly, one big request, please hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast player or app that you're listening to this on right now. And if you feel inspired, you can leave a rating or review. Those are always super helpful. And if you ever want to reach out to me directly, you can shoot me an email. My email is matthew at matthewbibbins.com. You can send me episode suggestions. You can ask me questions or just reach out to say what's up. All that great stuff is cool to do on my email. Today's episode is all about building self-confidence and why your approach to building your confidence might just be part of the problem. We're going to dig into that, and I got some pretty cool things that I'm going to be sharing with you today. But first, I want to share some, some magic, some soon-to-be magic, um, and some announcements. So right now, this first week of November 2022 is week 37 of Sarah and my pregnancy. Well, not my pregnancy. Sarah's pregnant, but our pregnancy we are at week number 37, which is just amazing, amazing, amazing to, to, share, to share and to think about that uh, in just a few short weeks, we're going to have a brand new baby. Second baby is going to be bouncing into the world very, very soon. And so I will be taking a pause on original episodes in December and January because I'm going to be present with my family. But during that time, I'm going to be sharing with you my favorite episodes from the Having It All archives. I'm going to be really digging in and finding some great ones specifically for uh, what I think are some, some big challenges that 
people are experiencing right now. Things that I'm hearing people talk about, things that my coaching clients are bringing up. So I'm going to pick some great episodes for January, excuse me, for December and January. So please keep tuning in on each Tuesday, the first Tuesday of the month and every Tuesday of the month. You're going to get episodes of the podcast to listen to. And even if you've heard them before, it is fantastic to listen again because there's always something new that you're going to pick up because you're different. You're, you've changed since the first time you may have listened to that episode. So keep tuning in in December and January. And I just got to say, I'm, I'm so excited to be a father again. I really am. And to experience another birth. Um, of course, we are doing it at home. We're doing a home birth. And for those of you who are, are new to the podcast, um, my wife Sarah and I did a home birth with our daughter Maya. And we launched another podcast called Doing It at Home, which is to support and celebrate other home birth families and share their stories. Uh, so I'm a big advocate of, of home birth and, you know, a, a big birth junkie, which is, which is kind of funny to say, uh, but I am. And uh, yeah, we're going to do it at home again, have another home birth, same midwives. And at week 37, we're like in the final weeks of our preparation. Uh, we, you know, Sarah's going through nesting real hardcore right now, just getting every little thing prepared and just being present, honestly, is the biggest thing we're doing, being very present. Um, as a family of three right now, and our daughter Maya, she's six years old, and she's super excited to have a sibling. So it's a very fun time in our household. I feel incredibly blessed and grateful for all of you and the support that you've shown us over the years, um, particularly as I've shared that the journey that Sarah and I um, have gone through to become pregnant again, you know, it wasn't a straightforward journey. It took us several years um, in order to get pregnant. So Thank you all for the support that you gave during that time. Thank you all for the support right now. Uh, and I'm excited to, to be bringing some new episodes after this big life moment. I know I'm going to have some great insights to share with you all. So it's going to be amazing. So that's the current magic, soon to be magic. And um, next up is an announcement. You know, as you are continuing to play for your greatness in life and you're navigating all those challenges, that come with playing for greatness, I want you to know that at the root of many of those challenges might be this thing called codependency. And perhaps you've thought about codependency before, perhaps you've used that term to describe your situation or describe yourself. And the longer that I work with people on a one-on-one -on -one coaching level, the more I'm seeing this pattern of codependency come up. And it really does keep people from having it all. And so, I want to invite you to take a free assessment, totally free. It's called the codependency test, and it's going to help you see where your burnout, where your insecurity, where your feelings of depression might be originating from. And this test is going to help you to chart a path towards creating a different life for yourself, a different life and a different experience of life for yourself. And again, the codependency test is free. It takes just a couple of minutes. And it's really going to support you in having it all. So I've put a link to the test in the description of this episode in the show notes. So go check that out when you have a moment to do so. And again, I highly, highly recommend taking this test, receiving your score, and understanding what you can be doing to get on the path towards true independence. Because codependence is robbing you of, of so much joy, so much peace 
It's robbing you of living your abundant, loving life, and you are worth that. So go take the test, learn your score, and understand how you can become truly independent. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, let's get into today's episode. Once again, we are focusing on the key to real self-confidence. And I was inspired to dive into this topic for two big reasons. First, the lack of self-confidence and how people make up for a confidence deficit is a topic that my fellow coaches at the Your Day Balance game that we see in our clients. It's probably not a surprise to you listening to this right now that a lot of people struggle with self-confidence. A lot of people have very low self-confidence. And when you don't know how to address your low self-confidence in an effective way, then you struggle. So this is a very relevant topic for that reason. Second, I wanted to talk about this because I recently heard a clip from the Lewis Howes podcast called The School of Greatness, where he's interviewing a gentleman, his name is Ed Milet. And in this clip, Ed shares some really fantastic insights into building self-confidence that I absolutely agree with. And I want to dissect further because it's not the type of advice that I have typically heard when reading about or listening to things about self-confidence. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play that clip for you. And then I'm going to break down the key takeaways so that you can finally crack the code to your own self-confidence and finally figure out why you haven't truly been able to build self-confidence that lasts. And then I'm going to give you some very simple next steps that you can use to take action. So here is the clip from the School of Greatness podcast where Lewis Howes is interviewing Ed Milet. The key to self-confidence is really simple. I've trained hundreds of thousands of people. I've spoken to millions of people around the world. I can tell you this, the self-confident people I know, whether they are athletes, school teachers, mechanics, parents, stay-at-home moms, you name it, they have a pattern of keeping promises they make to themselves. The groundwork of beginning to build self-confidence is to begin to keep the promises you make to you 
And that's why it's important to begin to even make small promises. If you're going to get up at a certain time in the morning, not only do it, but then give yourself credit. Say, I did what I said I was going to do. If it's in your diet or your fitness, don't just eat the healthy foods. Go, I'm doing what I said I was going to do. You begin to build this reputation. If you're constantly being influenced and moved by what other people think about you, it means there's a deficiency in what you think about you. And so the key is not some esoteric like belief system. It's a pattern of keeping the promises that you make to you. That's the groundwork of self-confidence. There were several things shared in that clip that I want to dive into further. Um, and if you don't know who Ed Milet is, he is an entrepreneur, he's an author, he's a keynote speaker. Uh, he's somebody who's created a lot of success in the business world. And he talks about the personal development side of things as well. So it's not just about creating business success with him. It's also about that that personal inner success at the same time. So he has some great insights. And in this clip, you know, what struck me was that what he talks about in terms of building self-confidence and self-confidence being about keeping promises to yourself, this is something that I work with extensively with the clients that I have the pleasure of spending time with. Because this idea of keeping promises to yourself and the impact of breaking promises that you make to yourself, that is tremendous when it comes to self-confidence, when it comes to your self-esteem, your sense of self-worth, self-love, all those things get tied back to the promises that you make and break with yourself. So there's a few things from this clip that I want to extract. And the first is where Ed talks about self-confident people have a pattern of keeping promises to themselves. Now, a pattern is something that you do again and again and again and again. So self-confident people, they keep the promises that they make to themselves and they do it over and over and over and over until it becomes a pattern, until keeping their promises becomes a habit. Right now, your pattern is probably to break promises that you make to yourself. And each time that you do that, you erode any trust that you have that you're actually going to do what you say you'll do. If you have a pattern of breaking the promises that you make to yourself, whether it's small promises or big promises, then any time that you make a promise, in your mind, your self-talk is, is probably going to be like this. You're going to say, okay, this is going to be the month that I finally clean up my diet. I'm finally going to start eating different this month. And as soon as you make that promise or that agreement with yourself, then there's this little voice within you that says, no, no, it's not. Let's be real. Come on. You're not going to make any changes this month. You're not going to do any of that. Please stop lying to yourself. We are not going to do that. And that voice, however, however harsh or blunt it is, that voice is just telling it like it is because you've built up a pattern of breaking your promises. And so the way to fix that the way to actually combat that within yourself is twofold. First, you have to stop making promises to yourself that you know you cannot keep. Stop making these big promises that you know, truthfully, when you cut through all the denial, you know that you're not going to keep these promises. Stop doing that. And start making small promises that you will keep. Small promises that you will do every single thing in your power to keep. Now, you have to put your ego aside on this one. And you have to realize that the downside to breaking a promise 
is far greater than the upside of keeping one. I'll say it again. The downside of breaking a promise to yourself is far greater than the upside of keeping a promise to yourself. And I want you to think of it like withdrawals and deposits into a bank account, into your personal I can trust myself account. So keeping a promise to yourself, that's like putting $1 into your account. Every time you keep a promise, big or small, you just added a dollar. However, breaking a promise to yourself, big or small, that's like taking 10 bucks out of the account. So keep a promise, one goes in. Break a promise, 10 come out. So it benefits you to make small promises consistently and to keep those promises. And it benefits you to do every single thing you can in your power to make sure that you do not break one of those promises. So here's an example of what that can actually look like in life. Let's say that you've made this promise to yourself that you're going to launch this brand new podcast. It's been on your mind for a while. You've talked to people about it and you said, I'm going to launch this podcast by December. And then there's a little voice in the back of your mind that's like, yeah, you know, probably not. I mean, maybe kind of a stretch, but uh, I don't know. We don't really have the, the pattern established of doing the things that we need to do to hit goals like that. So you say you're going to launch this podcast. Well, why don't you shift that goal from instead of launch a podcast by December, make it smaller, make it simpler, and change the goal to write down three topics that I can record on my podcast. That's the type of thing you need to be doing. Stop making these big, big promises and start making realistic, small promises. And again, this is where you have to put your ego aside because your ego is going to say, no, no, I can do this. I can launch the podcast. I know I've put my mind to it. It's going to happen. I can make it happen. But the reality is that your reputation does not support that big promise. Your reputation is somebody who breaks promises. And so you have to understand that aspect of yourself. And that's where I talk about getting out of denial. Your ego and your denial is going to make you, it's going to convince you that, no, I should keep this big promise because it's, it's, it's better for me to make big promises and break them than to make tiny little promises. But now you understand that the reality of that is different. Every time that you break a promise to yourself, that's a big withdrawal. Your trust goes down a lot. And so you're so much better served to make a small promise and keep it. And this is something that I work on with my coaching clients. Every single week, we work on setting what are called SMART goals. SMART is an acronym. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. And we start off with setting three very simple SMART goals each week. They might be goals like go for a one-mile walk. Stuff that is very simple to do, very specific. And if they don't hit all three of those goals, then the following week, we don't set three goals, we set two. And if they miss it again, the following week, we don't set two, we set one. Because again, the cost of breaking that goal is far more than the benefit of keeping the, the promise. So you want to do everything in your power to keep the promises that you make, no matter what. That's the first big takeaway. You got to establish a pattern of keeping promises. Second big takeaway from the audio clip we listened to is that self-confident people 
they give themselves credit. That's one of the things that Ed said is that self-confident people, they acknowledge their wins, big or small. They don't necessarily throw a party for themselves each time that they, they keep their promise. Like if you make a promise to wake up in the morning and floss before anything else, you don't have to throw a party for that. However, you better believe that self-confident people routinely acknowledge the things that they are doing that are helping them in life, the things that are moving them forward, the things that are adding to their reputation. And I'll give you a personal example. I work out every week. I do weights in the gym and I do work on the treadmill. And about 90% of the time when I'm, doing, when I'm done doing my treadmill work, I will hop off, you know, catch my breath, get some water, and before I leave that gym, I'm going to affirm myself in the mirror. Now, why do I do that? I don't do it because I'm feeling down and I need to pick me up and I need to, you know, say nice things about myself to feel good. That's not why I do it. I do it because I want to acknowledge the work that I just put in. I want to acknowledge that I just showed up powerfully for myself, that I kept my word, that I did something uncomfortable, that I made another deposit into my personal trust account. All of that is worth acknowledging. So self-confident people make a routine out of giving themselves credit, patting themselves on the back, acknowledging the things that they do. And for me to take it even a step further, not only do I affirm myself after doing something tough, but I actually put it as a habit on my balance chart app, which is the, the best trust account app out there for building your self-confidence and your trust in yourself. So I have a habit on my app that says five affirmations in the mirror, and I do it five times per week. And so by using a tool like that, it's helped me to build this pattern build this habit of giving myself credit, of recognizing my strengths, and of loving on myself. And self-confident people are very intentional about acknowledging when they make strides in a positive direction. And sometimes it might be a big celebration. You know, if, if you have a goal of writing a book and you finally get your book out there, that's a big thing. Celebrate it. You know, folks will throw a party for something like that. But sometimes it's just a simple, nice job that a person says privately to themselves. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to luckylandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Remember when I talked about the withdrawals that happen when you break a promise? Right? It's like taking $10 out of the account and a deposit is worth 
Well, the same thing is true of your self-talk. And so when you affirm yourself, when you give yourself credit, say something positive about yourself, that's like putting a dollar into your account. However, when you berate yourself and when you harshly judge yourself for not doing something, that's like taking $10 out. So your self-talk is very, very important in this process as well. And self-confident people, they understand that and they use it to their advantage. They make sure that they celebrate their wins, they acknowledge the strides that they're, that they're making in a forward direction. And if they make a misstep, it's okay, right? You acknowledge that too, you know, say, okay, I made a misstep and you get back on path. And these are things that self-confident people have a routine of doing. So for you, start acknowledging your small wins. You know, you, there is something that you are good at. There is something that you are skilled at. Acknowledge it. Give yourself credit for it. Stop thinking that things are too small for you to acknowledge. They aren't. They aren't. You know, when I floss, there are certain mornings when I give myself like an energetic high five in the mirror when I get up and I do my morning routine of, you know, washing my face and flossing and doing different things before jumping into something. Because some mornings I just want to jump into stuff. But when I, t- when I pause and take that, you know, couple of minutes, yeah, I'll give myself a little energetic high five. You've got to start acknowledging the things that you're doing that are, are building this sense of trust within you, building the sense of confidence within you. So that's the next thing that you got to do. The third takeaway from the clip that we listened to is that self-confident people understand that thought alone will not make you confident. You have to have the track record to back it up. And now this one is very, very important. Because you are not going to build confidence by listening to podcasts about confidence. You're not going to build confidence by reading really great Instagram posts about tips to building confidence within yourself or anything like that. It's not going to happen that way. You have to get out there and actually do something real in order to build confidence. And so I would prefer that you turn off this podcast right now, you hit stop, and you go do one of the things that I've mentioned so far, rather than listen through this entire episode and do nothing. Because that's part of the problem. If you're somebody who likes to read a lot, listen a lot, watch a lot, and just consume this personal development content all day long, and you don't take any action, you got to recognize that that's part of the issue, particularly when it comes to something like building self-confidence. Imagine that you wanted to learn how to swim. And so you spent your time reading books on swimming, watching videos on swimming, and listening to podcasts on swimming. And then imagine that I shoved you into the deep end of a pool. How confident are you going to feel in your ability to swim? That moment before I shove you, you might be feeling pretty confident. But as soon as you hit that water and you start to flail and panic, you don't feel confident anymore. And so that's the difference between intellectualizing these things and applying these things. And it happens all the time in the personal development space. I was having a conversation with a client of mine a couple weeks ago about this very thing. The idea that you can amass books and books and books and be an expert on these topics, but then not have any experience or any track record of applying it successfully. 
And so you have to understand that learning about this is not the same as going out there and doing things. So the action item on that could look like a lot of things. It could look like you hitting pause right now and identifying one thing that you've been telling yourself that you should do and doing it, large or small. Maybe right now you're staring at a pile of dishes and you've been telling yourself, I need to do these dishes. Hit pause and go do them. Maybe there's something having to do with your health that you need to address. Hit pause and go do it. But take action. That's, that's the, the takeaway from this insight, is you have to take action. And if you think back to the clip, what Ed Milet actually said was, the key isn't an esoteric belief system. It's a pattern of keeping the promises you make to you. That's the groundwork of self-confidence. Again, it's not some belief system. It's not some sequence of positive thinking. It's not just changing your mindset around confidence that's going to make you confident. It's a pattern of keeping your promises. So you have to understand that it's not about simply learning about your confidence deficiencies that's going to shift anything around your actual confidence. You have to get into action. Huge takeaway for you to understand. The fourth thing that I want to get across from this clip is actually something that wasn't in the clip at all, but it's very important that if you're struggling with self-confidence, that you start to enroll other people in helping you out if you've been unable to hold yourself accountable. That's a big thing that has happened in my life, and I see that time and time again with other folks, is that accountability. And if you're listening to this right now, then you've probably had some up, ups and downs as it relates to accountability. And that was one of my biggest struggles. You know, I had an idea of, of what I should be doing because I did a lot of reading, I did a lot of watching, I did a lot of listening to podcasts, and I could get myself to take one or two steps forward, but I could never sustain it. And then what would happen is I would judge myself and I would go into a period of inactivity where I did nothing. And then I would read something else or watch something else or listen to something else and get all motivated again. And then I would take one or two steps forward and, you know, this cycle would just continue to repeat. And so it wasn't until I introduced accountability when I brought in some people outside of myself to help hold me to my word and, you know, sometimes put a little pressure on me to do the things that I said I was going to do. That's when I started to build momentum. And for me, that looked like a couple of things. It looked like me giving permission to my partner, my girlfriend at the time, to help hold me accountable. And now that's my wife, Sarah. And to this day, she continues to hold me accountable. And I appreciate it. It looked like finding some online groups that I could join other people who were also wanting to improve themselves and, and accomplish their goals. And we would create an accountability group and support each other. And it also looked like working with a coach and working with a coach on a proven program and getting that accountability and that guidance and that coaching. And so whether it is because of shame or embarrassment or pride, you have to get over yourself and you have to reach out for support because that's how you're going to ultimately build the habit of consistent, effective action. And so if you have accountability measures in place right now, 
if you have people in your life who they know their role is to hold you accountable, then what you want to do is go have conversations with them and let them know that you're struggling in this area and share with them some of your patterns that have been less than effective so that they know what to look out for and they know how to best support you. That's what you do if you already have those people established. If you don't have those people established, then what you want to go do is identify them. Go talk to your partner. Go talk to a friend. Go talk to a family member. Go online. Do some research. Find some Facebook groups. Find groups of like-minded people who want to work on themselves. Or go hire a coach. Go work with somebody and let them know that you want them to hold you accountable. Because that is so important to your ultimate success is being able to to get over the emotion of not wanting to do it. So take action here by empowering your current accountability sources and people or identifying some people who can help hold you accountable. So I want to recap now because we just went over four things and some of them were a little dense. Let's recap how you can start building some real self-confidence. First, make it a pattern to keep promises to yourself. Make it a pattern, something you do over and over and over. Start very small and work your way up to larger promises. Figure out the big promises that you're breaking routinely and either stop making those promises altogether or modify them so that they are small enough for you to complete. That's the first thing to do. Second, give yourself credit anytime you keep a promise, big or small. Your wins deserve to be celebrated. And when you're celebrating them yourself, you're keeping yourself on path and you're building a reputation within yourself of a person who does what they say they will do. It's so important to pat yourself on the back routinely. Next, take action above all else. And recognize that learning about self-confidence is not the same as working on becoming more self-confident. Don't get caught up in that that trap where you feel great for consuming self-help and personal development content, but you aren't actually doing anything real. Nothing real, nothing measurable to improve yourself. Gotta stop doing that. And you have to actually change your behavior in order to see some new results. And finally, on this recap, remember that no one does it alone. No one does it alone. The most self-confident people out there, they have various types of support and accountability in their lives. And they've had it throughout their journey. And if you've never been able to hold yourself accountable in the past, then don't be foolish in thinking that all of a sudden you're going to do it now. Go grab a friend, join a group, hire a coach, Put something in place outside of yourself to hold you accountable. You have to do that. So that, my friends, completes our conversation for this week. Once again, I've put links to everything in the show notes. So the original Instagram clip is in there, links to the trust account, the balance chart app, and links to the codependency test from the Ordinary Balance Game. Uh, which again, I highly recommend you go and take that test and get your score. All of that is in the show notes. And if you have any questions for me, questions, comments, feedback from this episode or anything else, please shoot me an email, matthew at matthewbivens.com. 
Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. This has been fantastic. And I really hope that you got some things that you can apply that are going to help you to build more self-confidence. Because let me tell you, when you start feeling the momentum growing in the area of self-confidence, it is such a, a feeling of empowerment. And you can ride that wave to creating so many incredible things, including an abundant, loving life. And that's what I'm here to support you in. So thank you again for spending time with me. I appreciate you. I love you. My name is Matthew Bivens, and here is to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.